Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to not another episode of Sheologians, because we're here today to be put the she and cult cultish cultish. Yes. <laughs> the she and cultish. She. Oh, that is wonderful. I really <laughs> thought it's already starting. Oh my gosh. Yes. I spent a long time on that one. You're yes. welcome. Did you really? No. No. I'm okay. Zero right. time. Okay. Zero time. I was gonna say, wow. Well, I totally the other ones you you passed up to get to that one. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to bring the her and Bob Lazar. Well, we're doing two episodes. <laughs> yes. Now you ruined it. Oh, okay. okay. I have one for the next one. Okay, okay, okay good. I know. Okay, there's, good. There's, 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 plenty. there's plenty. There's yeah. plenty. So, Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. But the her and airy her 51. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> Did you really? You better be careful. You're going to take Joy's whatever she has in the next episode. Well, uh, hey, I'm Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co host, Joy, and also. Some other, I'm not going to call you beautiful. I'm Jeff, and I'm with my yeah. here with my be- beautiful co-host, <laughs> yes. Jeremiah. We are here Jeremiah. with our, we're trying to defect from our nasty beards. She laughed at your name. I said Jeremiah. Jeremiah. She said Jeremiah. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, here's the funny thing, is that our very first episode we ever did, I we were, I was trying to think, I want to make myself different from the times I've been on Apology or Radio. No. So I, I told Jeff, like, you've got to call me just Jeremiah. i got to be the serious thing. Yeah. And you were struggling with yeah. the whole time. There's a couple of times where you're going, I find this so compelling, Jer- Jeremiah. Jeremiah? Because <laughs> Jerry is his own adjective. Just yeah. He's just, He's just Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. You were just like, telling me that, but he wanted to be more distinguished. That too. No, Jeremiah. He doesn't need Sounds more to like be more distinguished. Dr. Dr. Roberts. He's just Jerry. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Right. Because he's his own adjective. That's right. That's so. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Ain't nobody me like So what are we doing me. today? We're doing a mashup of sheologians and cultish, and we're talking about a very important subject. And what is that, Jeremiah? <laughs> Who's so Jeremiah? We, I don't know. Who is Jeremiah? <laughs> well, uh, we are talking about UFOs, the mm. subject of aliens, uh, Area 51, and just kind of like a whole, there's a, that's a, just a huge, huge topic. And um, I mean, there's so many angles at which you can approach it. And a lot of times, like what we're doing right now with cultish is that we're just trying to kind of find a topic to introduce a subject because there's so many different ways you can introduce the subject of UFOs, aliens. It's such a big thing in like pop culture. I mean, I've got a T-shirt, uh, one of my, my T-shirt, where at least me, Summer and I, we both have uh, T-shirts related yeah. here. Um, and so, that round yeah, but just you think like I didn't, the, I didn't like, get the notification. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But like the last Starfighter is like one of my favorite movies. I'm an '80s kid, so it's one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. But just that fascination of like, what is, why are we here? Is there anything that's beyond us? That's always been like, I think it's just something that's prominent that's been expressed just in uh, in film. Uh, for well, sure. And summer's all about uh, government-funded projects. Yes. yes. NASA. I love government-funded <laughs> <NASA. funded laughs> projects. You're showing your corruption <laughs> yes. right now. I'm pretty sure I bought this shirt at Target, by the way. Yeah, that makes but sense. But also, Joy has been wanting to talk about aliens on Sheologians for... I mean, I think she first yes. brought it up like when we first started. Yeah. She's wanted to talk about We're it. We're like, what topics could we discuss? And Joy's been know, like, aliens. aliens. And I'm like, point. that's... Why? But actually, I think that's a good question. Like, Joy has a fascination with the alien phenomena. Joy and I and both have a fascination yes. with alien yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I didn't understand it, and I think that's probably something a lot of Christians are going to be like, why are you guys talking about aliens? Yeah. Well, yeah, on cultish. Like, why is it a cult? Is it right. cultish? Well, maybe I can... T- is it... what? Why are we talking about it today? So I'll introduce... Maybe this will help us. Yeah. Like, why would we go here? My brother is not a believer, and... Um, uh, over a decade ago, he came to me and we were talking and he was just going bonkers with alien stuff. Like, you know, rejects the Christian worldview, was all about aliens. I asked him at the time, I said, well, who are you reading and where can I go to study, you know, your perspective? So he introduced me to Sitchin and there was Lazar in there, all that stuff. So for the last decade, at least really, I've been just, I mean, honestly, it's embarrassing sometimes how many hours that I spend like actually listening to the documentaries and listening to Sitchin and all the top guys. And the reason is because my brother basically developed an entirely different perspective of the world and life and purpose 
because of this perspective. So this mm. this is a whole worldview. Yeah. And it leads oftentimes, I would say almost, it seems like almost every time into the new age and into mm -hmm. the world specifically of the occult. Mm -hmm. So there's a cultish aspect to this and an occultic aspect yeah. to this. And today you have guys like Joe Rogan, very popular podcast, and he is having guys on like Alex Jones. And Alex yeah. Jones is talking about aliens and he's talking about DMT and communicating with entities, elves with horns and yeah. evil entities and different things like that. Government involvement in these sorts of things, skull and bones and Nazis and all that stuff. And it leads into a, a totally different perspective on Jesus, the Bible, the world. And so it is something you have to talk about today if you're gonna have a coherent response to those who are uh, adopting what is now becoming part of pop culture. Right. Yeah, and even if you look at uh, uh, every now, every couple months, like Time Life Magazine always releases some book, uh, it's a big magazine about cults and the interest in them. It always seems like they have the four prominent characters. They Usually they'll have someone, they'll have Jim Jones, Charles Manson, David Koresh, and the leader from Heaven's Gate. And everyone, I mean, you listen to the intro to our episode, Planet Earth about to be recycled. Mm -hmm. Your only chance to survive is to leave with us, and that's that was a mixture yeah. of the of of New Age yeah. and UFO ufology. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course that they use it as an extreme example because there's tons of cults that have a view of ufology surrounding them. Their Heaven's Gate is just the most one of the most extreme examples of that. So it's important to look at, from a biblical standpoint. Okay, how do we make sense? of this pop culture phenomena that people are just into, but how do you make sense of what these things are mm -hmm. and how do you even address them? Because people in unbelieving worldviews, they adopt them into unbelieving systems as well too. And mm -hmm. I mean, obviously Heaven's Gate is the most extreme example. Yeah, Heaven's Gate, this group, this cult, following the teachings of this man, New Age and UFOlogy put together all wear the same clothing, go to Marie Callender's, eat chicken or turkey pot pie, right. go back to the place, put what is it, $5.25 into their pocket and cover their heads with a shroud as they drink poison and they all kill themselves. Why? To go escape this world in onto a UFO that was passing by mm -hmm. uh, the earth. Yeah, and another thing too is that it's people will usually look at a, a situation like that and they'll think, um, you know, they're just the one who are just kind of crazy or just... They're not that intelligent. People who aren't really that intelligent would get duped into a movement like that. And um, I don't know how much you guys have studied about Heaven's Gate, but if you look at all the people surrounding the different people who committed suicide, a lot of them had like were very intelligent people. I think a couple of mm -hmm. them were like attorneys. You had some people, mm -hmm. who yeah, were, like, all the real best brokers knew how to. They knew how to go after people who had money. Yeah, right? they needed money to keep. Mm -hmm. operating yeah. especially mm -hmm. those that lived like on compounds and stuff like that and they did have that ability to find lawyers doctors people that were you know not not just like nut jobs <laughs> yeah right and 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 think about how pop culture um where pop culture has us now when you have a guy like alex jones on smoking pot and drinking with Joe Rogan. It's always entertaining for the first thing. Uh, but now you have the introduction of an entirely new per possible perspective of reality, a new world and life view. And it's, it's, it's gaining people's confidence. So whereas Alex Jones would have been seen before as like, that's laughable, it's a joke. It was funny seeing him on Joe Rogan the first time, getting high and drinking and everything else. He comes back on, what are they talking about? Here's Joe Rogan, who used to be like a pretty staunch atheistic kind of guy. Yeah. And now he's talking about different realities. Now he's talking about breaching into another dimension, yeah. DMT, and taking what is pharmacia, sorcery, and communicating with entities on the other side. And Joe Rogan just very open to it, like, I've done it, and it's 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 a crazy experience, and people need to do it, and you know that kind of a thing. And, and coming back with messages from the other side or experiences and people going, maybe it's not so crazy. Maybe there is a different dimension to reality. Maybe you can communicate with other beings that have a message for us. And Alex Jones is is on there, and you've you've got Joe Rogan's sidekick, like in many ways, like kind of tag teaming yeah. with with uh, Alex Jones, and it becomes something everyone says. Well, maybe this isn't so crazy. Maybe aliens and and UFOs and other spirits, and and you even have Alex Jones going so far as to say things like you know government agencies are are actually you know funding projects where they communicate with these other beings from other dimensions and they're feeding us technology and information and those sort of things and everyone before i mean 20 years ago go you are nuts you're out of your mind everyone goes hmm maybe yeah i mean bob lazar 
Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think for a long, I think for forever, people have been wondering why are we here? Are we alone? Especially people that come from sort of the materialist background, uh, people that believe in evolution, the Big Bang. People, people but- study why we are here, how we, how why there are more evolved forms. Why, like, and if we're in such a vast, vast universe, would we be the only people? But I mean, back when we didn't know about space and galaxies, we were seeing science fiction written about what's under the ocean mm-hmm. what's in the center of the earth mm-hmm. and then we've learned about space and it was like oh what's in our solar system mm-hmm. and then we found out more about our solar system and now it's like what's in the next galaxy over we've always been this is not something that's new but i do think for a while um sort of the secular nation did take over and we be- we believed for a while it was sufficient enough that um we are just here sort of as an accident we should be good people, blah, 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 insert whatever argument here. But mm. but then you have a situation where um, people are doing things like DMT or people are having experiences that they can't, they can't explain. Like you can only pretend like this is all just nothing for so long. Yeah. Well, right? I, I enjoy, and just for those who are new to this, you, you mentioned materialist. That's the idea that the only thing that exists is the material universe, not right. nothing immaterial nothing beyond the material realm right so um very atomistic view of reality like which it would make i mean it in in that world if, if we like if we i mean it's already it's already pretty insane that we're here as a result of evolution just the fact that that a, a male and a female humanoid would evolve at the right time and they would both evolve reproductive parts that evolved so that they could actually procreate and then they evolved at the same time and then we were able to actually have everything work and then uh, like that's pretty amazing so miraculous as it is <laughs> um almost like god created us but because that's possible if in it if you want to i you can see from an evolutionary standpoint why people would think that there is something else out there why would you just assume that we're the only planet in this unending universe Right. that had some sort of evolution that occurred and created intelligent mm-hmm. beings that that evolved a conventional sense of morality and all this stuff um and so it it makes sense why people would think that and it makes sense why people would go there because in essence it allows um it allows the materialist to believe um and qualify the idea that there is something bigger than us mm-hmm. um, that is more intelligent and may even, a lot of them would say, um, what has a hand in the things that go on here. Well, in this Richard, Richard Dawkins, when you right. push him on mm-hmm. where we came from, if you push him and push him and push him, we have him on record saying, well, it's very likely that an alien kind of life form planted us here or like began the process yeah so in a materialistic worldview you are still reduced to believing that there's some kind of creator who who did this on purpose right um but she's absolutely right if you are a materialist why wouldn't there be aliens well yeah if you accept the micromutational micromutation macroevolutionary worldview and that you and you look at the vastness of space and all these different galaxies and planets like by deduction well if we got here accidentally from highly evolved societies of bacteria to fish to african apes to us why wouldn't that happen some, on some planet i mean honestly yeah. to me that right. really only seems like it could happen the one time like it really doesn't seem like it could happen <laughs> right. Right. an unguided just completely unguided this right. miracle right. i don't know <laughs> it couldn't yeah. have happened all yeah. over it seems like something had to create it that had no creator yeah. basically is what I'm well, i i sometimes think i laugh too at times i think like you know people who accept like the the darwinian or neo-darwinian model and they're like, well, yeah, you know, just random, you know, processes and, you know, all these different things happen over time. And like, you know, here we are. I'm like, you don't have any children, do you? Right. <laughs> right. No. You've never seen a four-year-old. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. No. Because yeah, that don't happen uh-uh. in this world. You know, there's there's definitely some divine guidance. And uh, yeah. So you talked a little bit about how you initially got into studying the alien stuff yeah. because of your brother. Right. What I'm curious about, Joy, 
Um, and so, well, Summer, you mentioned that Joy's been waiting for how long since she? I mean, uh, since we started. Since we started. Yeah. So I guess my question to you, Joy, is like, what? Give me the reason behind the reason, like, why is the subject of aliens such a fascinating subject for you? Like all this thing, like, why is this so? Why is this so uh, so exciting for you personally? Well, I think initially the reason I got into it, I would have been about fourteen or fifteen when I really, really got into it. Um, obviously, I, most of my life I've been a huge sci-fi nerd, um, and me too. so I I went from reading you just an understatement. Um, yeah, <laughs> I went from reading um, so, uh, fiction about aliens to reading nonfiction. Um, <laughs> my non-fiction. debatably yeah. nonfiction. Non-fiction. <laughs> Other kinds of fiction. Um, but so I, uh, my very first interaction with it, honestly, would be... I really that, hoped you were going to say my first interaction with an alien. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My the first, first experience. time I saw an alien. <laughs> my first experience. Oh, that's what this... That's this kind that's of show. Okay, all right. Okay. And here's the um, part where the YouTube commenters like timestamp at 14 minutes, 51 seconds. Joy right. says... Show starts at 14 minutes. Yeah. And then I woke up and two hours had passed and... Um, well, so... Um, I just got strangely obsessed with it. I would go to the library and I would check out um, all kinds of books about cryptozoology and, you know, <laughs> like the the uh, creatures that exist but don't exist and we can't find them and all that stuff. Um, and then I actually I read you guys. Most of you have probably heard of a popular um fiction movie called the mothman prophecies mm-hmm. well the book is not actually a fiction story it is actually nonfiction or written as nonfiction, and it is a story of accounts of this creature that people have seen um i mean consistently in people of different uh economic statuses and races and genders and locations and all this stuff right and um honestly i paused my interest in it, this is completely anecdotal, of course, but um, I just felt really icky when I was reading that book, mm. like all the time, um, until I returned that book to the library <laughs> and basically said, like, I have no interest in even studying this anymore from this perspective, at least, uh, because I felt scared mm. a lot. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, like I said, that's you never, not, you never told me this story. Yeah, that's, that's not, it's not, that's, a, I didn't do, I didn't fill out like my observation and my hi- hypothesis and I didn't do like, I didn't use the scientific method, but that's how I felt about I it. Felt so icky. yeah. Technical term. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. obviously as I got older, I got a lot into, um, creation science or, um, at least I guess, uh, if you mischaracterize what I mean by creation science, I don't know what to say, but um, <laughs> I really don't know at this point. But basically, I got interested. Um, I became interested in in just the amazing way that God made the world and the universe mm-hmm. by extension. Observational. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I ended up uh, obviously reading Gary Bates' Alien Intrusion. Um, and then I, I think that the important the important thing is that I myself like had an experience with aliens or whatever that I, uh, that was, it was effective enough to have me set it down. And I don't even know that I would say I was a Christian at the time Mm. that I was, um, super into it. And then, um, what I really began to notice is that the, the accounts that people would give were very consistent across the board. You can't deny there are, there's plenty of evidence that that doesn't support the existence of aliens and there's plenty of evidence that supports that the existence that the belief in aliens is very faith-based for me but i also think there's plenty of evidence that would suggest that there it's it would be silly to just be like you're making that up it's fake mm-hmm. or whatever and there are plenty there's plenty of stuff i think that is fake, Would you point just as, as an overthinking that you're saying that, and I agree with you on this, that, that when people, some people have these experiences of actual contact with an entity, right? We're not denying that, right? Now, I do think that sometimes that's not real, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes there is something that is happening. I don't, I think that if you were trying to look at it from just 
from a scientific perspective, which actually Gary Bates does in Alien Intrusion, you can't exclude the fact that people, people well, even if you want to, you, you brought up uh, DMT. Right. It's, it's, it would be uh, intellectually dishonest for us to look at all these accounts of people who did DMT and experienced the same thing, the same coming into contact with same the same kind of entities mm-hmm. and receiving similar types of information having similar feelings while on it mm-hmm. and just be like oh they're just all making that up right you no. know it's not it's not that part of it is not a mass conspiracy it would be more honest to say they probably legitimately did all experience that mm-hmm. now was all it, of was them was it an alien from another planet right. right it was maybe an entity from another dimension right but another, yeah. another thing just too is that you would say, and I've seen it just by reading some of the research that I did, is that, um, and again, there's stuff that we have to sort through, things that are hoax, like you've talked about, like obviously like the crop circles and stuff like that. Right. Um, but It's been proven that they're very oh, easy yeah. to do in very short amounts of time. And that's why I mentioned yeah. the faith, like that there are claims there. I think there's there's plenty of evidence that a lot of people believe in aliens because they have faith right. that they exist. But the one thing to make a note of, and I talk about this when I had Stephen Bancars on, is that like a lot of these encounters, whether it's something like a new age practice like uh, astral projection or lucid dreaming, the the accounts of what they experience, like independently, they line there's similarities that line up with going on to the like the lo- the higher astral realm, the lower astral realm, and even experiencing what Stephen talked about. I've seen videos where people talk about even experiencing like rape. Uh, and sexual assault on like these lower astral planes by entities and there's an aspect which too, is though, so you know is like an almost 100 percent consistency in people who have been abducted by aliens yeah yeah and so th- like that is almost 100 yeah. of the time reported yeah like some sort of sexual probing abuse something mm-hmm. like that mm. yeah and it's not just that is that there's the reason why it's important too to look at it as as christians and analyze this from a biblical biblical worldview is that most of the times when there's these alien encounters, this the it's not really about the what sort of technology we're here to share like our technology or how we how we grow organic strawberries or what it, or, or or snozberries or whatever they grow on other planets. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like what, what would aliens like grow on their other planets? How but, we travel at light speed? Yeah, or not like they don't have like we're not a, here to share that with you. They don't. Share, they, don't have, they don't. We don't. They want to show like how we could how their tech how their generations ahead of us technology. They don't have a PlayStation 10 or anything like that. But what they <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what they would have that we wouldn't or they're ahead of us. But this it always seems like the the source and focus of a lot of these encounters with these aliens and ufos are always on uh the origins of man and like what is like the true nature of reality and like who is the, and they always seem to have some sort of insight on who jesus is and like denying the old testament wait, and there's, wait, wait. you're saying they talk about what no just like a lot of beliefs and people who there's different like beliefs and uh, religions based off of encounters like with some sort of contact with ufos yeah there's a, a lot of them have a common common super theme common. at times super you guys, common okay well ex- you guys are you're um now you're in a realm that i don't know about so explain this to somebody who's so, never yeah. heard it before so uh, what jerry's referring to and yeah. this is this and i think joy's in affirming this what i've, I've seen the same thing is oftentimes people will have contact with these uh with aliens or interdimensional beings uh-huh. um, they'll have the contact and they'll get uh, information, data about the other side, those sorts of things. And there's a, a, a common theme. It's not 100% universal, but it's a common theme where you'll find oftentimes that people make contact and they ha- say, I'm the one that communicates with this entity. They always have like a new interpretation of who Jesus is, a new interpretation of who Jesus is and a, a, a new perspective of the future and the purpose of mankind. So huh. they actually do come back oftentimes with information about Christ and his ministry and his purpose. And like what? Um, well, there's times where people will even argue that Jesus was, was alien. People have gone so far as to say something like that. Um, or they'll deny that he's the divine son of God. Um, Heaven's Gate had a particular view of Jesus. Um, if you listen to his, and they're up right now, you can watch them on YouTube. Just type in Heaven's Gate audio, mm-hmm. and you'll hear him just waxing long about who Jesus is and his purpose in the universe and, and all these different things. He'll quote from the words of Jesus, but his perspective about yeah. Jesus is not that Jesus is a divine son of God, the only mm-hmm. God, the way to salvation. It's a new version of Jesus. It's another Christ. And that's a that's a pretty common thing that you'll see in these reports back from alien encounters is this is who Jesus really 
was. Well, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and in fact, this is like throwback to like 1997, I think it was, when the Heaven's Gate mass suicide happened. And this is when the internet was in its infancy. I remember being in my computer class and I heard about on the news. And so me and my friend were just like kind of goofing around at one point because I went, I was at a school that was 98% Mormon. And so one of my friends who was Mormon, good friend of mine, was like, Hey, let's look up heaven gate, heaven's gate and see what that's all about. So we pulled up the website, you know, and it's like, just like lowering down, yeah, you know, I remember. So you got the, you got the modem dial up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're doing that. Kids and, these um, days don't know. And, and I just went to one of the first pages I clicked on. The guy was uh, interpreting Jesus' baptism and the Holy Spirit. I think he was saying like the uh, Holy Spirit descending as a dove. Somehow he reinterpreted that, that that was some sort of like UFO encounter. Mm-hmm. Wow. And people can laugh and have a chuckle about that. But this is theology that ended up with, you know, 30 somewhat people killing themselves. That's exactly right. I think that's the main point. We want to discuss this. And this is going to be a two part episode yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. So uh, building foundations now, we want to talk about why it's important to talk about these things. Is it important to talk about these things? Or can we just continue to be dismissive as Christians and say, I don't need to have an answer? I want to say, if you're concerned with cultish things and, and theology mattering in the world, then you do have to have an answer for these things. Because I think Joy is exactly right. We can't say, well, these people, they're just lying. They're just lying. Like, well, no, if you listen to them and their experiences, there's some pretty common threads right. between their experiences. And what's interesting is it develops a new theology, a new anthropology, and a new worldview. I mean, all that's contained in there. And so they have a, they're propagating a particular view of reality. It's not always the same view, but it is a view that's devoid of who Jesus truly is. It's a denial of his ultimate authority and his claims. I mean, people don't have alien encounters oftentimes, an alien encounter, and come back and say, guys, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father yeah. by him. Yeah, he I've died for the sins that. of his people. <laughs> he rose again from the right. dead. You better repent and believe in a hurry. Right. No, it's That's always not what's happening. something no. very, very different. Like, I don't think Joe Rogan's interest in aliens and all the things that he's doing now in these discussions is, is because he wants to see, really, is the, are the claims of Jesus true, and should I believe them? It's, it's a new interpretation of reality. Right. And we've got to have a discussion about it. I, I find one of the things fascinating about this whole situation is now you've got guys who were popularly seen as an atheist not many years ago, um, now actually saying, well, I grant there's like maybe other dimensions and, you know, I may have breached that doorway and everyone going, maybe we can, maybe we can take these drugs that can get us into a state of consciousness where we can communicate with the other side. I go, oh, lo and behold, the Bible already spoke about this. Deuteronomy (laughs) chapter 18 has an example, God commanding his people in his law um, against forbidding them um, from engaging in the kind of common sorcery and attempts at communication and breaching that veil uh, that the pagans were often doing. Yes, look, it's not, a, it's not like a new 21st century thing like the internet invented, that people take you know, chemicals and medications to actually now make contact with something on the other side. It's like, there's nothing new under the sun, friends. That's precisely what happened a long, long time ago that actually is in the words of God. The warning against pharmacia and sorcery and actually, actually, you know, getting to a state of consciousness where you get to the other side. I'll just say this this briefly. Mm-hmm. As a chaplain at a hospital for four years full-time of people who were addicted to drugs and alcohol, I came across many instances of people thinking that they had actually made contact with the other side or that they were demonically possessed. And I'll just say this as an encouragement to everyone, hopefully, honestly, about 90% of the people that I ever spoke to that thought they were demon-possessed or having interactions with demons were not. I mean, legitimately, you could work through Scripture in terms of, like, identifying marks of demonic possession. And I would say, no, this just seems like fearfulness, that sort of a thing. But I did I did uh, two times legitimately, without question, come into contact with people that were legitimately demonically possessed had been communicating with demons, with entities from the other side, from another dimension, two times, legitimately, no question about it, absolutely, one person, um, praise God, came to Christ, and um, we would have a whole show about that encounter I had that literally made the hair on my body stand up. Mm. Um, But both those people, both of those people began their communication with the demonic, with entities from another dimension, um, from the other side, with drugs that actually got them into a state of consciousness where they could communicate. One guy was so far gone. He was so deep, so far gone. And the information that he had was frightening. It Mm. was terrifying in terms of its accuracy Mm. and the consistency of these experiences. 
He had names for these entity, entities and the demons. He knew who they were. He knew they were demonic. Mm. And he said there was, uh, there was no escape for me. I just gave him the gospel. I said, there is hope for those who turn to faith in Jesus. And uh, he ended up disappearing uh, a day later, but he was legitimately demonically possessed and had been communicating. Mm. And it was drugs that took him into it. What God for, uh, was forbade, for, forbade from his people, don't do this. He did it. And he reached that other side. And this girl, she was possessed for a period of about four or five years. And it all started with drugs that actually took her into that state. The guy, the initial guy, he got into it unwittingly. Uh, a good friend of his was into witchcraft and sorcery. He went to his house one night. The guy was doing this seance kind of a thing, candles. And he, oh, take these drugs with me. And that was his entrance into it was this guy was a professional communicator with the other side and sorcery and pharmacia. Mm. And that opened that door and it led this guy into some deep, deep, deep darkness. And so what I'm saying is God actually talks about this stuff long before Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and Alex Jones and all the rest. And he actually says, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't try to cross that barrier because what you come back with is not going to be friendly. Or well, and it doesn't necessarily start as seemingly unfriendly <laughs> right um they don't it, i'm sure in these situations that you're talking about it wasn't just like hello i'm a demon like you know <laughs> hey nice what's to up meet you. what's up um i hate your soul the, i'm working right. with the accuser yeah like yep. a big part of it well like you're talking about dmt so similar to dmt is ayahuasca it's ayahuasca is basically a form right. of dmt um it just i'm not going to explain exactly what it is but it's the same thing but slightly different um, but people actually do ayahuasca now to um, like heal addiction problems, depression, trauma. And what happens is they go on multi-day trips typically. Um, and you do ayahuasca and then you come into contact with these guides that like help you through your trauma or they like confront your trauma or um, those are, so those are acceptably more negative experiences, I think. I don't think it's a 100% negative experience and many people sing its praises. There are, there are churches built off of people who do ayahuasca mm -hmm. and heal their, really? their members um, of their addictions, apparently, and things like that. Um, in this show, we are not saying they're making that up. Mm -hmm. In this show, we are saying, well, let's yeah, it's possible that in, in, in the beginning, um, it, it, there's, there's not an ab a complete absence of power, um, of evil. Uh, obviously God is infinitely more powerful. Yeah. Right. Um, but the point is, is that sometimes, and, and especially, um, in relation to the new age, uh, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of like new age chiropractor stuff, mm -hmm. lots of, lots of new age stuff that do, does really produce results. Like things really do yep. happen. So just because there is, um, like Joe Rogan is reporting these positive feelings on DMT or, um, Mike Tyson said he took DMT and he like never, he hasn't feared death since he hasn't mm -hmm. been like afraid of what death is. So that might seem like a very nice thing. It might seem like, oh, well, I guess DMT or ayahuasca is beneficial to the human race because it gets rid of our addictions and it gets rid of our fears and things like that. Um, uh, but it doesn't mean <laughs> just because something is like upfront mm -hmm. producing positive results, that doesn't, um, that is, I would say that that's more like alluring, mm -hmm. uh, than anything necessary, like than any, it's not something that we as Christians should be like, like just because something is good <laughs> at face value, we shouldn't just be like, oh, well, DMT is helping people. That's great. Right. And I'll just say just quickly, briefly, the point of there's a point of contact that's from the scripture. We don't have to be afraid of this discussion or just be dismissive and say, no, there's a point of contact in terms of what God warns against. Don't try to make contact with the other side. And there's actually an incident of punishment in the Old Testament and essentially discipline where contact of the other side is attempted. And what comes back isn't um, what was desired. Um, and so you have that incident in the Old Testament where God warns against that. He warns against the practice of trying to communicate with the other side through drugs and medication. But in terms of a point of contact of people making contact with the other side, it's throughout the New Testament. Even after the resurrection of Jesus, you have in the book of Acts, 
you have a demon-possessed man. And what's the demon say when people who aren't ready to actually confront this demon? Um, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Well, there's, there is an, an, an example of people actually making contact in the new pages of the New Testament with something that is not image of God and human. Yeah. It's demonic possession and it's actual communication and contact. So we can't just be dismissive and say there's no contact possible with the other side. Right. Our Bible holds examples of contact right. with the other side. Um, but the warning in scripture is don't attempt to make that contact mm -hmm. because what comes back is not what you're thinking. You, well, what you really right. want. Well, as, okay. So I need some definitions because as someone who doesn't like you guys, you know about this stuff. I don't. <laughs> so I, the average listener hasn't read about this stuff. What is pharmacia? What is DMT? Why are people taking DMT? What's the point? What is any of this stuff? Why is it happening? And also, let's also define too, like how is this related to the subject that we're talking on? We're going to get yeah. into Bob Lazar, but we want to lay a foundation of like how is that related to UFOlogy and UFOs and aliens? Yes, and maybe we can cap because we're almost at about forty-five minutes for this show. Maybe we can cap this show off with my story about how my dad helped be build Area Fifty-One. And that'll get people into the Bob Lazar discussion, maybe. Okay, right. but yes. I still... But, I but this, yeah. I mean, okay, yes. Yeah. So what is pharmacia? Let me, let me just re read this. Deuteronomy chapter 18, uh, starting in verse 9. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets, om interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You should be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you are about to dispossess, listen to the fortune tellers and to div uh, diviners, diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. So the point is, is here you have, this is ancient Israel. This is like way far back. This is the law of God given to God's people. And you've got warning against, against the practices of those foreign, uh, those other nations, fortune tellers, people who communicate with the other side, omens, all those different things. Now, if you look at those practices, and this, and this is, anybody can research this. It's historic record. It's not even difficult. And it's still practiced today. They would actually have um, rituals and practices that got them into an altered state of consciousness to be able to communicate, to tell somebody an omen or to fortune tell, those sorts of things. It's just essentially ancient witchcraft, but it's not witchcraft, you know, where someone just sits there and sort of goes, let me think for a second here. There's always more to it. There's a ritual, there is um, a taking in of drugs and different herbs and, and, and different things to actually get them into a state of consciousness where they actually can communicate. So God warns them against trying to inquire of the dead, inquiring of the dead. Now they saw it as I'm communicating with a dead ancestor. Mm, now in the right. modern in the modern context, it's 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 devoid of the I'm trying to talk to a dead ancestor, and it's what I'm just trying to speak to somebody from the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm trying mm -hmm. to speak to somebody from another dimension. I've unwittingly discovered <laughs> that this thing I didn't think existed, which was something supernatural or if you're a materialist something that's not like me mm -hmm. um and now i want to talk to it more mm -hmm. and then okay. even like i said it's now advertised as um a good thing right because by talking to it you can actually heal yourself of addictions and uh move past trauma and things like that um you did ask what what DMT. is dmt i had never heard of it until i heard you guys talking about it so it's a DMT stands for dimethyl dimethyltryptamine, um, and it's I believe it's the way that we get it. It's synthesized through plants. People say that um, there is some debate. I think as to whether DMT exists in us. Okay. Um, apparently, there was some um, research done that showed that uh, the pineal gland of rats produced uh, this chemical and so they were suggesting that that's also the case with humans um and so i think the main thing is that um uh i've personally heard that it does it our body does produce it but then i've heard some people say that it doesn't so i'm not 100 percent right. sure I've about heard the that. same Com complicated yeah yeah but um basically the basic idea is that when you it's it's a chemical that floods your body when you die okay um and 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't know what that feels like, but apparently <laughs> some people do. So I think we synthesize it from plants that have it. Um, that's how like we get it for consumption. Okay. Um, DMT, you smoke, ayahuasca, like you can't, there's some, I don't know all the science behind it, but something about it, like we can't uh, digest it. Usually it, people drink, it comes in like a drink form. And okay. so it, it's synthesized a different way because ayahuasca, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's like, it's different, but it is technically, it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just, it, it synthesized and it operates like a different way in your body. Ayahuasca tends to last long periods of time also. And DMT, you smoke it and 15, it's minutes. like, yeah, it's yeah. like a shorter experience. And you take it to go on a trip. That's yeah. what happens. And what it's, what it's turned into is because people have had interactions with stuff seemingly from the other side, a lot of people would say aliens. Obviously, not everyone would say that it's aliens. And 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 one thing Alex Jones uh, talks about with Joe Rogan, and I think elsewhere, is he talks about how people who have had these experience experiences on DMT, when they enter into that realm, they always have the same um, characterization of what's on the other side, or a same description mm. of what they see in terms of elf-like creatures with horns, uh, those sorts of things. Like it's a pretty common description of what they're actually viewing and there was even stories of like uh say a group of 15 or 20 people i might get the number wrong on this but like 15 or 20 people that take dmt or ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and they go and they actually all have a unified experience experience where they saw exactly the same thing they reported the same descriptions and those sorts of things but they all had taken the drug individually and all saw the same thing which was which I thought was was fascinating to me. Right. I just I'll end with this. I, I want to make sure I, I throw it in there. Enjoy. I hope I didn't cut you off. Oh no no. Okay. All right. So you mentioned pharmacia, sorcery, yes, those sort of drugs. Yes. So in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, Jewish, he knows the law of God. He mentions the works of the flesh. Right. We know the famous passage, Galatians five. Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions. The word sorcery there in Galatians five is rendered differently in a lot of English translations. The King James calls it witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word sorcery comes from the Greek word pharmakia, from pharmakia, where we get pharmacy, pharmacy. Mm-hmm. and essentially just refers to drugs. But you can't. Th- this isn't the biblical worldview. You're not allowed to take drugs. <laughs> That's right, not right. the biblical worldview. And right. that's not what Paul was warning against here. Because God does tell, like, say, Timothy, like, drink a little wine, you know, for your, for your sickness. Like, it's possible, yes, to take things. And God, we clear in biblical worldview, you can take right. drugs to help you with ailments. En- that's not Enjoy your Advil. That's not antithetical <laughs> to the Christian worldview. So what Paul is referring to here, too, in pharmacia is, that's why it's rendered sorcery or witchcraft. Because it's not the pharmacia in terms of taking a drug for a headache right. or taking a pill because of pain, you know, related to surgery or something like that. Right. We're talking about pharmacia, witchcraft, sorcery, the kind of thing where people would, in this pagan society, take drugs to communicate with the other side or get into an altered state of consciousness. Yeah, and one of the things too uh, is that uh, I mean, there's different people that are prominent in, U- in ufology, <laughs> and that. Uh, a lot of these things that he was talking about, that Jeff's talking about with like pharmacia and these aspects of like new age practice and occultism, it always goes hand in hand, almost just multiple times with people who are into UFOs and aliens. So uh, you were sharing too in the prep, I listened to some of his talks. It was uh, Dr. Stephen Greer and some of his talks about encounters like with UFOs and his initial experience of why he got into the, his whole movement that he's doing. Uh, if you look at his lectures online, was the fact that he had a near-death experience and it essentially like was a private revelation where he was like he was basically like out on some sort of astral plane and he got this idea or revelation that we're all part of this universal collective consciousness and so all of his science and everything that he's doing and everything he's propagating with science that he's a smart guy too uh, all of that comes from a worldview that has to do with a lot of different new age and, and occultism and talking about him, him like leaving his body and going along the astral planes, but it goes right along with what he's doing. So can I mention to that? Yeah, yeah. That just while you're describing that, it's interesting to me. I said it in the beginning. There's nothing new under the sun, right? Yeah. So we can talk about in 21st century a new spin on all these things. But what are we just? We're resurrecting ancient occultic pagan beliefs. Totally. Yeah. Right. It's the same. Completely. It's the same nonsense 
that Moses is directing, giving directives against in Deuteronomy 18. It had a different form in terms of, right. well, you're talking to your ancestors, or you're talking to this, or whatever. You know, you're taking this to get into an altered state of consciousness to communicate with that side. But it's this whole other perspective of life and reality that's antithetical to what is actually true and by revelation of God. In the 21st century, it's got a cool spin on it. It's got skinny jeans and silver hair. It's got, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, no, bro, we're just talking to like entities from another dimension. They've flown here from across galaxies and like, you know. Do you want to get demons? Because that's how you get demons. It's it's exactly. The crazy thing is like, you bring up Stephen Greer. Um, He is, is he like the head of the Serious Disclosure or? I believe so, yeah. um, So if you watch the documentary that the Serious Disclosure made about their uh, like UFO sightings, their ship sightings, in the documentary, you see them, it, like it starts out very normal. He's talking about the military industrial complex and how- Oh, very normal. Um, like, well, you know. We all sit around well, talking you're kind about of like You're industrial. kind of tracking with him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, and then there are these aliens watching us. And, and when things like don't go the right way, they kind of step in and you're like, okay, okay. this took a turn. Yeah. And Wait. then almost immediately him and his- cohort they drive out into the middle of the desert they're meditating they have little shrines with candles on them and then they set up Mm. cameras pointed at the sky and they see ships ufos flying around little balls of light they are praying to a god they're praying to a god and then a god shows up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm not debating whether what they're seeing is real or not so you're saying you saw something that appeared like an angel of light right right i've never heard that before right (laughs) exactly so so it almost you would think like it i don't know i think maybe sometimes christians think that it's a little bit more hidden Mm -hmm. but within the first 15 minutes of this documentary i was like I'm looking at a shrine in the desert right, right. now. Right. Someone <laughs> is praying to a shrine right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Not, okay. Not cultish. You went looking for something. Something showed up. Yeah, right. right. We're not surprised. Yeah, that's right. That is not right. cultish at all. And, at yeah, all. and it's, it's almost like people, and, and maybe we can end on this and save yeah. the, the AR-51 thing for the next, I think we're running out of tape here. But um, um, I, I just think it's interesting because people act so pompous and arrogant today to act like, Oh, we're in the know now with technology and communication with the other side and DMT. Like now we're really learning about the universe. And it's like, bro, this is, this is, this is so old. This is old like, it's, it's so old. And God already talked about it. Like the Christian worldview already has a leg up on the world here. Right. God's been talking about this right. for a long time. He's right. told this story over and over and over again. You're just now catching up, bro. Right. Like Created you're just being. now getting to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like uh, you're just now get catching up with what the biblical right. story has always told us uh, as you're trying to sell us this new perspective. We already know about this. Yeah, we right. already have Ultimately, dealt with Ultimately, we all are new here. Yeah. Like, it's like, are you new here? <laughs> yes, compared yeah. to God, yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He's already told this story over and over again, and uh, you're, just, you're just putting a new flavor on it. And I think that's why I keep saying that there's nothing new under the sun. We have to, as Christians, go back to the Word of God and say, how do we actually... Uh, reference this or refer to it considering God's yeah. revelation and his self-disclosure. I know it appears a little different. It's got a little new flavor to it. You know, it's got technology stuff and it's bone DMT scanners flavored. and DMT <laughs> and Bob Lazar and Area 51 and government agencies and skull and bones. But you go, but what's the, what's the, like the nuts and bolts of it? Oh, it's about communicating with the other side and these other entities to get information from them. And right. I do find it interesting that people are coming back with like, I, I listened to so many stories of DMT the last couple of weeks. My, my, I got sick of it. But I did find it interesting over and over and over again. I would wait for it. I'd go, there it is. I'm driving my car going, and there it is. And I would go yeah, to the right. next one and go, and there it is. It would yeah. be the person go, yeah, and the one thing that was uncomfortable like is in this one. This is literally one guy was like this the whole time. He's like, and then in one experience one time, this one time, it was like, it was like good the first, second or third time. But then it started to get sort of like, I don't know, like nefarious. Like they were, oh. it got, it started to get like kind of creepy in the, where they, they kind of like, let me know another side to them. I didn't see the first two times. That was real gentle and kind of like, kind of like Joe Biden. And, and then it started. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was funny how it always seemed to land on like, and then they showed me who they really were and it, wasn't and it started good. to scare me. Uh. That's what they were saying. And that's uh. what like, it started to scare yeah. me. With ayahuasca, I really do, 
you know, people get freed of their addiction and I'm like, and then what? Yes. Right. right. You What's know, like, okay, so someone did a remote, a remote healing on you. And then what? Yeah. Mm. Like, right. Right. you're telling me one part of the story. Did you go back? Did you try again? Right. Like, right. where are we at? You right. know? And this is a great example just to wrap up. We've talked this about this on, on our, one of our previous episodes, Defecting from Bethel. Like, we need to know that while there are signs and miracles, the Bible talks about that, there are good signs and miracles. And, but there's also signs, miracles, and healings that do not come from God. And we need to be right. able to have the wisdom to decipher between the two. So this is hopefully has been like a really good introduction to uh, discussing really Bob Lazar and the UFO phenomenon. Hopefully this lays a good foundation. I cannot wait. For I can't wait for two. the next one. Part because two. All of us have been waiting for part two. Yeah, like right. we, th- yes. <laughs> this, this is, is like, interesting, but the next part yeah, gets this is even more interesting. You need to get ready for part two. Like yes. part two is what we all wanted to get to right away, but we know that this was an important element to lay down first. Yes. yes. And again, if you guys, uh, we obviously, we have Joy and Summer with us today. Uh, check out their podcast at Sheologians or check them out on Instagram at they Have You Had... They put her in eyewash, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. People are going to start spreading rumors or blogging like Sheologians are taking eyewash. That's right. And obviously, stuff, we, have, so. uh, we have Jeff and Jerry with us today. You yes. can check out their show, <laughs> Cultish. They put the yes. she in DM she. <laughs> <laughs> We don't right, we don't invite Jeff on to do the she's and hers. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can mess them up this badly. Okay. okay. When she does it, it's charming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really like your DMT impression though. That's great. She. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, right. we're gonna be back next week with more alien talk. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. All sorts of stuff. So go ahead and uh, like, share this episode, leave us a great review or a one star review. Uh, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Uh, either way, we're just uh, going to keep on talking and apologize to absolutely no one, but we still love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Have a good week. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs>